Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with Mental Health America of Wisconsin. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of others who do as well. By sharing stories of lived experiences, we expose depression for the lying bully it is. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. Last week, our guest, Dr. Barbara Moser, gave us an introduction to mindfulness and self-compassion two research-based stress reduction and mood regulation practices that are fabulous, easily learned, and accessible tools for our depression toolboxes. By way of review, Dr. Moser is a retired physician and devoted suicide prevention advocate. She defines mindfulness as awareness of our moment-to-moment experience with acceptance and self-compassion as treating ourselves with the same love, care, and kindness you would give a dear friend. She truly believes that both practices are two of the best tools we can use anytime to help us regulate and deal skillfully with difficult emotions. Today, Dr. Moser, or Barbara as she prefers to be called, returns as our guest to lead everyone listening through a beautiful practice that can help us be more grounded and connected Two things that are really helpful in this strange, disconnected time that we're currently living in. Barbara begins by explaining the three main components of self-compassion, as defined by Dr. Kristen Neff, co-founder of Mindful Self-Compassion. So the first is mindfulness, recognizing that this is tough. What's happening to me right now is a struggle. We may even say, this shouldn't be happening. This is not how it's supposed to be right now. And we're being mindful of it. We're recognizing it rather than over-identifying with it, rather than getting carried away with the story of what's going on right now. The second component of self-compassion is the idea of common humanity, a concept that we find comforting, not only in terms of this pandemic, but also about the experience of depression. Realizing that having struggles, suffering, is part of being human. I am not alone. Other people in this very same situation would struggle just as much as I would. They would have these same difficult emotions right now. And so we're recognizing the common humanity rather than pulling back and really putting ourselves in isolation. Or judging ourselves or beating ourselves up for feeling bad, thinking no one else seems to be having trouble with this. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the third part of the definition of self-compassion is self-kindness, self-kindness. And what you said, Terry, really leads into that because we're being kind to ourselves rather than 
judging ourselves rather than criticizing ourselves. And so what we do is we can say, what do I need right now? What do I need to be kind to myself in this moment? Barbara suggests a soothing touch, giving yourself a little hug, rubbing your arm in encouragement, placing your hand or hands on your heart for a bit. It may take some getting used to, but it is proven effective. Speaking to ourselves as we would someone we love helps too. Literally saying out loud, wow, this is so hard right now. You are doing your very best. You've gotten through hard times before. You've got this. Or whatever would feel nice to hear. And so we can give ourselves this kindness. Sometimes, especially when we're starting out, it's really hard to find the right words to say. And so you can actually, again, imagine a friend. You know, what would you say to a dear friend who was struggling just in this very same way that you're struggling right now? What would you say to them? And really kind of picture it and and. Think about the tone that you say it in, in a soothing, gentle tone, and then say those same gentle, kind words right back to yourself. In Mindful Self-Compassion, they describe that as whispering those words into your own ear. We love that and vow to work on it. In the meantime, we asked Barbara to do the whispering for us, that grounding and connecting exercise that we requested after learning it in her class. When I heard it, my thought went right to other people with depression Mm -hmm. and and right to the people who are listening to the podcast and who are on our Facebook page because we are all connected. Um, And when we say you're not alone, you know, we can all be physically alone in our experience and think it's unique to us, but we're not the only ones feeling this. So I just loved that idea and I found it very soothing and would hope that somebody listening might as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to offer a practice that I find to be particularly helpful right now during this time of coronavirus when we're often feeling alone, disconnected from others, disconnected from our life. I think it gives us some ability to connect with something that's bigger than ourselves and brings to mind um, this common humanity and common life, you know, that we're all part of the same planet and earth. So this is a practice that is absolutely not mine. I'm channeling it. I'm channeling this practice (laughs) from other teachers who have taught it to me in various formats along the way. So get comfortable. This guided exercise will take about 14 minutes. And I think it's particularly helpful right now. And so we talk of it as a grounding practice. And again, you know, in a very literal way, grounding to our earth and grounding to ourselves, to our to what we want to be, to how we want to show up every day, to our values which is so nice. important to, to, to remember right now. So, mm-hmm. so right now, 
I invite you to do this practice with me. And first start, you know, wherever you are, if you're lying down or sitting in a chair, standing, feeling the points of connection between your body and perhaps the chair or the floor or your bed or the cushion, if you're sitting on a cushion. You know, however, however your body meets the support. And if your feet are on the floor, to see if you can flatten them and really feeling the soles of your feet, maybe wiggling your feet a little, wiggling your toes and feeling how your feet are making some connection with the floor. You may want to slip shoes off if your shoes are on. And really feeling that. And perhaps taking a few deeper breaths. Ah. <sighs> And if it feels right for you, you can close your eyes or you can leave your eyes open. You know, whatever feels right for you. And I like to remind us that we're not only coming into some present moment awareness with feeling our body, but we're also bringing some kindness to this practice. And so if it feels okay to you, you can try putting your hand over your heart, over your chest, putting your hand on your shoulder, just offering yourself a supportive touch to remember that we're bringing not only awareness, but affectionate awareness to this practice together. Hmm. So now, I invite you to bring your attention back to the soles of your feet. And again, perhaps wiggling a bit, really feeling that connection of the soles of your feet on the ground. And I invite you to visualize now in your mind's eye, in your imagination, to visualize roots growing out from the bottom of your feet and growing into the ground below. So you might even visualize these strong these strong roots full of life 
growing through the floor. If you're in a building, through the building, through the structure, down, down, down into the earth, into the earth. And as these roots continue to grow, they may even go down and find water into the water table. They might even go into the core of the earth, finding rock, finding heat, whatever they encounter, and only if it feels good for you right now. So feeling these roots connecting us, connecting us with our earth and giving us a very strong, firm connection and base. Now, recalling that roots not only grow downward, but they also fan outward. They grow outward and laterally in the earth. And if you can, imagine the roots of other beings growing down into the earth and going outward and your roots meeting the roots of others and intertwining and interconnecting you with the roots of loved ones from whom you may be separated right now, especially now in this hard time, knowing that your roots are meeting the roots of those whom you love, of people you care about. And this helps us to stay connected, to stay centered to stay truly grounded in ourselves, in what's important to us. We all matter. And perhaps even these roots are connecting with all beings, perhaps with animals, other trees, other life, and our earth itself. We all inhabit this earth. We're all earthlings. Really taking in the feeling of this interconnection. Our strong roots connecting us to our earth and to living beings whom we love and living beings whom we don't even know. 
now bringing your awareness, shifting up from our feet and our roots to the rest of the body. And again, in your mind's eye, in your imagination, visualizing that your trunk of your body, your legs, are the trunk of a tree, of your tree. So we have the roots that grow downward and we have this strong tree that's present and that grows upwards toward the sky. And perhaps even imagining your arms as branches, maybe even some flowers on this tree, especially now in springtime. And we're up here, and the weather changes, right? Winds may blow, rain may pelt us, and we may really need to feel our flexibility, right? We may really be swaying, and, you know, we may, we may be to the point of feeling like we may even break sometimes, But our strong trunk keeps us upright and that trunk connected to those roots. And so we stay firm no matter what is blowing about us. We come back to that strength and that rootedness. And staying with that that image for another few moments. And now allowing the image of our tree and our roots to maybe fade into the background a bit. Maybe taking another breath or two to shift and just being right here, right now, nothing else to do, nothing to fix, being with this experience, however it's been for you, however it's been, is just right, however it is, is okay, just being with any emotions that are there, any feelings in the body, any thoughts. And you may want to even reflect on other things in your life that provide you with this rootedness, this feeling of being connected. And to, and to really cultivate those right now, especially to do more of that in your life. Give, you, give yourself that gift. 
And now slowly coming back to your feeling of your body being supported by your chair, the floor, your bed, your cushion, wherever it is. Listening to the sounds in the room. And if your eyes were closed, when it feels right, slowly, gently opening your eyes. And coming back to right now, what is? Thank you. Mm. Thank you. What a beautiful entanglement I was envisioning. <laughs> Just all of us, wherever we are in this whole world and... Just all knotted up together in there, deep in there. Nice. Mm, I love that, Terry. You have such a beautiful community in giving voice to depression and imagining all the folks who listen being together and practicing in community. What a lovely, what a lovely image that is in my heart. Isn't it? Isn't I'm it? getting goosebumps right now just I know, thinking me about too. it. And hand me back too. over the heart. And back over the heart. I feel so stabilized. Do you? Did you do it? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. I really like it too. Centered, connected, and grounded. Boy, if those aren't three things we need to feel in general, but certainly now. Yeah. I love that. You're all chill, aren't you? Like you just had a massage or something. I am. It's kind of hard to talk, but I do love you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I that. love being tangled with you. Aw, thanks. The, um, the exercise reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which is that nature has a way of breaking that which does not bend. And so hmm. I love the idea of us having these deep, stable, interconnected roots so that when the storms like a damn pandemic come along, um, you know, we can take we can take the storm, you know, we can bend as much as the wind makes us, but we're not going to snap. Um, and I really hope that we don't and that we all are there for each other. And that to that end, we want to again invite you to our Facebook community page. Um, you just Google giving voice to depression once you get into Facebook because there there is just this beautiful community. Talk about interconnected. Everybody supporting each other and being there for each other. So if you're having a hard time, you say so and somebody will be there to uh, you know, share with you, to connect with you, to share something that works for them. So again, in addition to listening to the podcast, we invite you to, to come to the Facebook page. And we know this one's been really long, but it's like a bonus episode. We just wanted to offer this gift, and Barbara was nice enough to offer it um, through us. Right. And you just said reach out, you know, to the podcast or to the Facebook page. And that's just like a tree, Terry. You reach out. <laughs> it is, Bridge. It is. I'm seeing it right now. So thank you for listening. I hope that was a grounding thing for you. And obviously, you can download this episode and listen to it whenever you want. So uh, again, a gift from Barbara. Thank you, Barbara. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, 
Listen up. 